0: up my people it's good to be back here you know what time it is right it's wednesday afternoon you're in your office you're at the gym in the afternoon okay wherever you are in the afternoon right i'm not judging you but you know what time it is it's time for the story time with jay podcast and it's so good to be back here you know that once the break is over that the energy queen is going to be back on the mic and i'm so excited to be here with you guys today today's episode is very 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 special to me you know <laughs> when i had this idea and i got these three amazing people to come on the podcast and be a part of the show i had so much fun we had so much fun having conversations that you know we need to have and don't be fooled by the title i know that the title of the episode is very serious and <laughs> you might want to be like oh no but trust me there was a lot of banter there was a lot of things quotable quotes that my guest said that i'm like wow so i had this idea that You guys should have a drinking game, right? For every time you heard us laugh, because we had a lot of laughter, and you heard me say, hmm, you should take a glass of juice. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, because I promised that I wasn't going to talk too much today, because the episode is, you know, there's a lot that was said. So I hope you guys enjoy it. (laughs) Okay? Okay? Hi guys, you're welcome to another episode of Storytime with Jay podcast. And today, hmm, today is, is about to be Litsy lit because I have three amazing guests with me. I'm going to allow them introduce themselves. I have two girls and a guy. I like, you know what we always say about ladies first. So I want to start off with Mary. Mary, I want you to please introduce yourself. Hi,
1: Mary. Hi guys. Okay. So my name is Mary takon and um, I'm a faith vlogger. Actually, I speak on all things faith christianity you know contemporary christian issues and i just like to steer people's thoughts in the right direction yeah
2: amazing next up modupe hi guys my name is modupe arokoyo i live in lagos nigeria i cook for a living aka ketra
0: please send some yummy food my way and last but not the least the only man in the midst of three women (laughs) blessed amongst women
3: Hi guys. Um my name is Shobo Hills, so clever of the Rooftop MCs. I am a musician and a writer.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. You guys are welcome. You're welcome to the Storytime with Jay podcast. And today's topic is something that I've always wanted to talk about, but I couldn't find the right people to have this conversation with. It took a long time. And today's topic is sex and Christianity. Yes, sex and Christianity. So in whichever direction you guys want to answer the question is fine. If you still want to do the ladies first is also fine as well. Yeah. So what is your earliest, when we talk about sex, what's your earliest thoughts or memories? About the first time you heard the word sex. Let me start with Shobo.
3: I actually can't remember the first time I heard the word sex, but there's an image that in my head was I was a pre- I was pretty young, and it was from the movie The Godfather, and there was a scene, you know, some sexual scene, and for whatever reason, that particular scene stuck in my head. I mean, it had been earlier than that, but when I think back now, that's my first memory of sex.
0: Okay, okay, Modupe, what about you? <laughs> I'm sure Buduque has stories for this, Sha, but yeah, Mudukwe, what about you?
2: Hey, come on. I honestly can't place a finger on it when I first heard word sex, but let's put it out, primary school.
0: Hmm, mama.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mary. For me, I,
1: I remember a particular incident. I think I was... I was I had just finished primary school and I was going to secondary school and I traveled out of Lagos to visit my auntie and there was a case of sexual abuse in the neighborhood. Wow. You know, a a man was sexually abusing a, a child wow. and, you know, the whole, the whole neighborhood was in chaos that day when, you know, the secret came out and then I kept asking, what was sex was that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? You know, because it was, everybody was so freaked out about it and I was like, what was he doing to her? Why was everybody so freaked out? And then so I so I was eight or nine. Yes so yeah that was when i got schooled that's when i heard about sex for the first time in my life wow yes. wow
0: well for me i think the first time i heard about sex was all you know all growing up especially like in the nigerian setting and there are certain movies that you're watching and kissing and it's just automatic for you to just cover your eyes or be sent out of the room with one very wicked stare and you know that you're not supposed to be here so for me my ls memories about sex i think is this movie original scene. i think it was antonio banderas and angelina julie i'm not sure it was a lot of things going on i was very curious as a child let's, let's just leave it at that modupe what does sex what does sex mean to you
2: um to me sex is a form of intimacy i think there are other forms of intimacy but sex is one of it why are
0: you giving us dictionary
2: definition modupe
0: i know you have more inside it's of not- you How are you hiding it's- why is that dictionary
2: meaning? That's not dictionary meaning. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pulling, your legs, pulling your legs. I know, but sex is two people enjoying com- their company and having intercourse. Okay, let me put it out there. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> well, I don't think my definition is too far
1: from it I think sex is a form of physical intimacy between two people okay these
0: people, these people are just giving i can't wait to get into the main question <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i can't wait to get to the main question so that you guys will open up i feel like everybody is still giving like dictionary meaning everybody's still trying to play safe but it's all good it's all good we'll get we'll get to the to the nitty-gritty very soon what about you mr Shobo?
3: um okay so here you two definitions i'm wondering if you're not going to like Harass my own definition. But for me, sex, as I have come to understand it, is a creative force. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Mm. For me, it goes beyond intimacy and anything. It's a creative force. Mm.
0: A creative force. This is the first time I'm honestly hearing anybody use that as a definition. Yeah, me too. I know, right? And what is coming to my mind right now is not, is not, is not holy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> i try to i'm trying to process my thoughts like don't give me this kind of definition i'm a creative force <laughs> i'm sorry guys okay would you say and anybody can answer this question <laughs> oh my god in any particular way you want to anybody could go first do you feel like you got a proper sex education as a nigerian or yeah nigerian do you think our parents gave us like proper sex education if they gave us at all
1: no for my end that was the only sex education i know i got was i remember the first day i started seeing my period i went to meet my dad and i like oh, I need money to buy sanitary towel, and that wasn't the first time I was actually asking him for money to buy sanitary towel because I used to ask on behalf of my sisters sometimes they would just send me. But on this particular day, he just looked at me and he was like, "Are you have you seen your period?" And I was like, "Yes." He said, "If any man touches you, you are going to be pregnant. Please." <laughs> And I said, okay, so just keep yourself because the man touches you're going to be pregnant. Hmm. And you don't want to have a teenage pregnancy. You'll be so embarrassed. I was like, okay, no problem. Thank you. I took my money and I just left. I think that was the closest thing to sex education I had. I never had anything. That was beyond that i think all our
0: parents and they went to the same school of thought that they just felt they need to feed us with fear when it comes to sex <laughs> because i don't know why you would just tell someone like when when they touch you you're going to get pregnant and we lived with that fear for so long like and we legit believed it <laughs> i don't know man.
3: what about you Shobor? yeah i had i had like two when i say two different kinds of sexual education my father's way of giving me a sex education was he gave me novels by a particular author and okay. when I read, you know, it was very, the person was very descriptive, and that was like his way of, you know. And then my mother, interestingly, was I think it was when I was six, yes, when I was 16. I turned 16, and you know, she just mentioned, Have you had sex before? I like, was no, okay. so like, Why are you doing your face like that? That like, if you haven't started, then there must be something wrong. Wow. Um, and my father didn't even have any conversation you know about it he just gave me books like okay like this is like pretty much you do to figure it out here's the material study and you'll figure it out yourself that's the only form of sexual education I have so to say nobody told me about consequences you know STDs you get anybody pregnant it's just like it's something you just when you get to a certain age
0: wow at least you even had it good most of us we just had to figure it out ourselves yes
3: wow <laughs>
0: like they even told you about it I remember like I have something I have a story similar to what Mary said which is i remember the first time i like i saw my period i thought i was going to die like i was i remember the story vividly because i was in the restroom at home and of course i saw the blood and i was like I was shouting in the restroom. I was crying, like I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. And they had to come and check me out. They're like, what's wrong, with this one? And they just, uh, they just gave me pad. Like, oh, you take. So most people were not privileged to have that any sex education. It's just that if any man talks to you on the road, come and report. I mean, I was very good at reporting, but
2: I beg, of course. <laughs> what about you? Um, nothing. At ad- from my dad, no. From my mom. When I started my period, okay, now that you have started, don't allow anybody to touch, any boy touch you. If a boy touches you, you're going to get pregnant and you are not bringing any pregnancy to this house. You know, that's school of thought. I think they all went to the same, they all received the same WhatsApp broadcast yeah i would have to agree with
0: you on that i would have to agree with you on that now we're now going into the main reason why we're here which is bringing sex and christianity together and trying to merge it as one like what is your own perspective because we're all christians here having this conversation and i feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had so what is your take on sex when you're looking at it from the christian perspective we've talked about it from okay how we view it normally now as a christian what is your take on sex
1: okay so Mm. for me right you want to go first
3: no i'm listening please go ahead
1: okay so for me from a christian perspective sex is really from a biblical perspective sex is better done within the confines of marriage right it's not something it's not a part of your life that God wants you to share with everybody mm-hmm. an aspect of your yourself or your being that God wants you to share with a person that you have you know covenanted to be with for the rest of your life so from, from a Christian perspective I really think sex and the intimacy of sex is reserved for the marriage bed yes fantastic yes Mr. Shobo you want to go next
3: um what i have discovered okay let me just put examples like when the bible is going to refer to sex it will say and so 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 and so knew his wife like um, first example we have and adam knew his wife and she gave mm-hmm. conceived you know and everything and there's another scripture of uh, somewhere in daniel and it says they that know their god shall be strong and do exploits that is why i said sex is a creative force because when you have sex whether or not you realize it something has been created mm. In the physical, it may be created in what well, the spiritual soulish realm, but a creative process has occurred. You can't have there's no having sex and just walking away from it, you know. And that's that's a lengthy topic to go into. But so sex, mm-hmm. yes, and that's why God, like Mary said, that's why God in the Bible tells us to keep it within the confines of marriage because pretty much everybody you slept with, you created something with them, whether you know it or not. So yeah.
0: Hmm. Arogba, See, <laughs> <laughs> Mama, over to you. Let's let's hear your own take on this.
2: Oh, I share the same view with Mary. Stop
0: sharing Mary's Next. views. Have your own views. Have your own views, Modupe.
2: <laughs> Is I, I, anything wrong in sharing don't the same views? Have your own. Have There's your nothing own. wrong. There's nothing wrong. Thank don't you, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. She's tackling me, but honestly, yes, I have come to learn that sex for a christian sex is meant for marriage marriage is the container so you can enjoy it guilt-free enjoy it anyhow but with one person that one person that you have stood before god and committed yourself to that person so yes that's my perspective
0: okay so Shobo said something I didn't plan to ask this question but it's important like I get your opinions on this particular thing that he said when he mentioned sex being a creative force like of course like because I hadn't heard that before it was kind of like funny because of the graphic image in my head then he started to talk about like like for everybody that you've slept with you've created something with them and that kind of stood out for me because I'm thinking like when you say created something with them we've heard people talk about like your spirits merging like leaving a bit of yourself like there's an exchange of a bit of yourself so i want i want someone to dwell a little bit on this for me not necessarily show ball but like i need someone to like just touch on it a little bit
2: may i oh sure absolutely okay so before i started the journey of being self based i used to be sexually active and i'll use the example of one of the guys i had sex with for like a couple of years i think two years And in my being celibate, I know that I've had to... God has had to help me break the soul tie. Mm. And here's what I mean by Mm. soul tie. I was connected to him. And I didn't even realize it until, let's say some four years ago, in my quest of, why am I still single? What is going on? What Mm. did I do wrong? Where did I miss it? Mm. So I remember having this conversation with God, and he took me down memory lane. This guy I used to date is a Muslim. His mom, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't, or as far as I know rather, wasn't legally married to his dad. His mom's younger sisters were not married, but they had children. So it was like I carried a spirit from Hmm. them, from him, without knowing it. So I had to ask God to help me break whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I don't have a name for it. But it was like an eye-opener for me that I have messed with what I shouldn't have messed with. So I have to go through the process of taking it away or taking some whatever it is that I have carried from me, from the original being that he created me to be.
3: Hmm, so wow.
2: that's one of my experiences. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's Super story. Are,
1: are you married now?
2: No, I am not. Okay, I, maybe I would have followed this year out if you said yes. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mary, since you
0: have decided to say something, Mary, shed more light on this
1: ties <laughs> issue. Well, yeah, when um Shobhan spoke, my mind kind of went to soul ties, you know, and how, you know, a part of yourself is kind of enmeshed into the soul of a person you have sexual intimacy with. So, yes, on, on that note, I, I agree with him you know, 100% that um, sex does, you know, you create something with a person. Some some of them you know, some of them you do not know because it's like a very spiritual act. And so the, the, the more sexual partners you have, the more a part of you is is enmeshed into the souls of different people Do you get what i mean so it's, it's like let's say you're you're like a, a whole sheet of paper and each time you have sex with someone mm. a piece of you goes, goes into them so it's like one piece today the next piece Tomorrow and then the day after, or you know, the year after, depending on how frequent you have, <laughs> how frequent you change your partners, or whatever. And then in the long run, you find out that there's just probably a tiny piece of you left because everybody's going around with a little piece of you, and you're going around with pieces of other people, you know, in your life that you don't even know about. Yeah, that's 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 a beautiful analogy,
0: Mary. Thank you so much. Like, when I hear Mary, the funny thing is, when I hear Mary speak, the fact that okay, so there's a little bit of side story, we actually attended high school together. Or secondary school as we call it here. So like when I hear Mary speak on this level, it's very it's it's mind-blowing for me. Not because I didn't expect this level of growth. It's just how amazing to just see someone that you grew up with turn out to be this very intelligent, amazing woman.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Yes. thank you. So if you. forgot to add that it was two schools. We moved yeah, from school. Yeah, two
0: schools. Two schools. It, was schools. School. it was like we're following, we're following each other. Following each
3: other back, <laughs> back to back. <laughs>
0: back to back. <laughs> so it's, it's it's really great to have you here. So, Mister Showboy, you were the one that started this this topic, this particular topic inside the topic, because I see a lot of people on social media like they have kind of rubbished Soul ties, like most people, don't even believe. They don't even believe in soul ties. They think it's just something out of your imagination. A lot of people just downplay the, the how big soul ties are. So, Mister Shobo, mm. do you want to tell us more about this creative force? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, on a very basic level, one plus one is equal to two, right? Absolutely. That is a very basic definition of sex. One plus one, one and one, cannot meet without creating two. Yeah. It's just not possible. You can't add one plus one and it costs nothing. So in the same way, you can't have sex because, like I said, it's a creative force and you don't create anything. Now, let's just imagine this. This is the way that every single one of us on the planet was conceived. Mm. There's no other, you understand, okay, apart from maybe artificial dissemination and all that. But this is like, this is how God designed for every single human being to be created. So how do we think that we can just indulge in it as a form of pleasure so to say and we just walk away without anything happening something has happened because you see we have grown to be more physical you know like the way we live you know unless something is tangible we don't think it's real Mm. but but as Christians we understand that I mean where did we come from our reality didn't start the day we were born so to say I mean our consciousness of this world started the day we were born but it doesn't mean that that's where we actually started we came from somewhere Mm -hmm. And so how is the spiritual part of us created, so to say? Like I said, one plus one is equal to two. And you can't have sex without creating something. You may have created, it may be in the physical, it may be in the spiritual, you know, but something has been created. That's why if you will study, and this will only, this will only make sense if you do, you know, a self-study there are people when you are with them you had you know your your emotional state was defined by the person you were sleeping with if the person was a very angry person or very mm. you know you just discover that you had certain emotions that were you know you wake up and you like this is not me why am I behaving this way why am I acting this way why am I having these thoughts? why do I feel like having the person you slept with was well, you know was a very promiscuous person you yourself probably you suddenly discover that your sexual your sex drive suddenly increased I mean there's just a of examples you can delve into but the truth of the matter is you cannot have sex with a person without creating something and that is the look you can it from now to tomorrow that is the fundamental truth Mm. if you go back to the fact that this is how humanity is created then you understand that it's not possible it's not possible for you to touch electricity naked wire and not get shot Mm. it's Mm. just not possible so there are certain things you can't just handle and you think you walk away scot-free. It's just not possible.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm deep 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 and the funny thing is this conversation just started and there's so many things already like so many things in my takeaway bag like i'm taking home with me like too many things i'm taking um so shoma before i go to the ladies i have a question for you Modupa mentioned something yeah. about celibacy and i know that you're married so before yeah. you became married like were you like have you ever practiced let me not put you on the spot on the spot like that but like have you ever practiced celibacy <laughs> During your Christian journey, ever, like before you got married, before you got married, were you ever celibate?
3: I, I practiced and failed several times. I appreciate everly, it. you know. Uh, uh, that's what it is. I practice and fail feel And that's why, like I said, I had to go and research, do a lot of research on this subject.
0: I appreciate the honesty. Like, because that celibacy thing, uh, it takes the grace of God <laughs> in this world that we're living in. It takes the grace of God <laughs> to actually practice and not fail. <laughs> Modupe, what about you? I think yeah. another thing. Yeah?
3: Sorry, just to quickly say Yeah. This. I think another thing that will help with being celibate is when you really understand what sex is,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know
3: like you say, knowledge is power when you really understand what sex is and what you are doing to yourself it becomes a lot easier
0: yeah i agree me too me too like and i like the fact I that stag- you said that <laughs> stag, i agree <laughs> <laughs> i agree with what mary said <laughs> that should be a shirt for Murupe. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so what question did you ask me please of course, you were distracted because you agree with, agree with what Mary said. <laughs> I was asking about your celibacy journey. How did you start and what led to you deciding that you wanted to be celibate, And how long you've been celibate for?
2: Okay, I have been celibate for seven to eight years. 78 years? All oh, right. I, 78 years, how old are you? <laughs> seven to eight. Seven to eight. Be calming down. <laughs>
3: Like, I'm actually clapping. Well uh, okay,
2: I can't hear the sound. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Well I, I started the journey, I think, 2014. Wow. I made a, a mistake. I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I had um, come back to Christianity. I would come back to attending a Bible-believing church. Yeah. I was the worker in church and all. But I fell flat and confessed my sins to one of my pastors and in all our many discussions counseling she told me to get she suggested I could she could be my accountability partner so that was the first time I heard that so I decided to be accountable to one of my friends so anytime I am on code red code I want to have sex code I'm honey I go to her I'll be like hey babe this is how I'm feeling she'll Say something or talk, just give me juice that would distract me, random like that. So it has helped me. And when I am in that um, mood, I hear her voice in my head. So I know that, okay, you can't go down this line. You shouldn't go down this line. It's difficult. Find something to do. Sometimes I don't necessarily talk to her anymore. I could just write about it. I write letters to God on the days I am honey. Wow. On the days I feel like having sex. I'll be like, dear God, this is how your baby is feeling today. If I had a spouse, if I was married, I don't think I'd be feeling like this. So send help. What are you going to do about it? Send help. So (laughs) send help. So just as I'm writing, I'm laughing at myself. And I'm imagining that God is just looking at me like, girl. I eventually, you know, get a virus and I just move on so yes i've been celibate it hasn't been easy okay but i've enjoyed my celibacy but i can't wait for it to end
0: me too i can't wait for your thank you thank to you and my own to end too <laughs> <laughs> my um, <laughs> <laughs> god may god help all of us amen
2: amen
0: oh um, so mary what about you how's your celibacy journey how has it been
1: it's been so far so good like i mean obviously an unmarried person the, the days where you just feel like really god is this really happening to me heaven are you seeing this <laughs> you know send you help, just, or... <laughs> that, that is, just please send help <laughs> for me it's the fear of i don't really dwell on how i feel in the moment mm-hmm. i i dwell on the the dangers of indulging when mm. i think of all the dangers of indulging it just makes me go like nah i'm not going down that path. no <laughs> i'm good so, i'm not going to go gather spirits of nobody i don't want to share your curses. i don't want to share your bad blood please keep that to yourself <laughs> your anger issues and all
0: other all, all <laughs> <that> things <laughs> oh your manipulation and your, your narcissism generational costs
1: <laughs> amen mm, in the name of out.
0: jesus I amen
1: amen <laughs> French. French. when i think about it that way it just it, I, I don't know i don't want to say it makes me scared but it just keeps me in check because i know yeah. that <laughs> i'm better off this way i rather feel this way than feel that way yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely and right I do. so I you have to too. you have to trade off there are trade-offs in life you know yeah. are you gonna do you want to feel this way or do you want to feel that way I listened to something by, I can't remember who exactly said it, but the person said, in life, you have to choose your heart. You know, staying somewhere is hard. Moving into a new phase is hard, but you have to be able to choose your heart. So I'm I'm not going to say, oh, being on a celebration journey, is easy. you walk in the park and, you know, everything just goes smoothly. And you're just like, yeah, Holy Spirit, take control. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. But what heart are you willing to choose? You know, are you willing to choose this hard that, you know, requires more self-control, but gives you peace and tranquility, you know, and guilt-free prayer session, right? I mean, or you want to, <laughs> or you want to choose the other hand that, you know, you used to ease off the tension you feel right now, but then get all the other stuff. A life that you don't want so and to enter to
0: god's presence you'll be you'll be shaky you can't even you can't talk same
1: because <laughs> you you know that
0: the angels are i everybody is like eh this girl if i catch you will you leave this place? but you know god's mercy and yeah <laughs> so yeah, you yourself tell to even enter god's presence you need you need to tell the angels to assist you to enter them because you can't you can't go on the frequency so I get it and also the fear of you're not worried about um all these STDs there's really there's a lot of peace that comes with celibacy so the yeah. hard that <laughs> even for every time we were just saying hard 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 it was <laughs>
1: funny because <laughs> this, this no, I just I just feel like you know to suppress that urge when it comes mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not an easy thing to do you have to literally get your mind out the gutter and just yeah you know try to focus on what's important do you get and Absolutely. that's the face that many people fall yeah Get because a lot of people don't have that much self-control spirit control if i should use the word mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just say you know what i'm going to move past this feeling right now and yeah. just focus on what is more important because this feeling is just temporary and it's going to pass yeah all right so, so that's that's the hard bit because it's, it's either you move past the feeling or you sink into the feeling so you have to choose
0: me i always look at long run you know when you look at something in the long it's not easy but when you look at the long run like okay at the end of the day when i take this other route there's fulfillment i feel better i don't feel like god is annoyed with me or like i'm losing i can't be in his presence until you know you ask for mercy and all that kind of stuff It just it kind of helps you to tilt in the right direction it's not easy but i think it helps so, Modupe, I have this question for you. How do you deal with, as a Christian, how do you deal with sexual urges? Because I was having a conversation with Shobo earlier, and I told him that for me, it was like it was kind of hard to see all those silhouette challenges. Like I'm not even trying to like pull down anybody that wants to partake in any challenge that they want to please. People are afraid to do what they want to do, I think. But like I just had to stop because just seeing all those things were just putting different ideas in my head. And for me, I did not want to do anything that would not make me be able to be in God's presence. So, how do you deal with all these sexual urges when you feel that ah, oh um, this husband has not he has not called my phone, so we well, are still waiting for his phone call. <laughs> so, how do you, how do you deal with these things, Mudukwe? I uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I write about them.
0: Hmm. I want to read the book. Like,
2: <laughs> I <laughs> I just pick up my notepad and just write. Okay, this is how I'm feeling at this moment and I know what triggers me. So hmm. I try to avoid- Six pass. If I'm watching a movie, <laughs> no, oh gosh. If I'm watching a movie and there are sex scenes in it, it's mostly very, very unavoidable these days. Yeah. So I just look away or I fast forward if it's within my control because I know what triggers me. That's when I'll begin to think, okay, this is how it's going to be, what's if, when so i know myself i just just fast forward that's one of the ways that i deal with um sexual urges
0: nice Showbo, before you got married how how did you deal i know you said you used to fail and pass celibacy tests how did you you know deal with sexual urges because i know that a lot of people listen to this and they want to hear a guy's perspective as well
3: how did i deal before i got married i had sex (laughs) hundred percent for it's, honesty it's, like i said it's a creative force
0: you need a creativity but, but the
3: word that's actually what i'm trying to get at because I, I can't remember if it's it's a law in physics so it's a general law of life energy is neither created nor destroyed but it yeah. transforms from one form the, to another yeah. and that exactly is what sex is sex is energy that's why it seems like musicians are promised for and everything. Because creative people in general seem to be promised for hmm. But the reason why is because, like I said, sex while energy is actually a creative force. And you can't suppress it. It's going to look for an outlet. You may succeed to a certain level. And then one day, it's like a volcano erupts. And you probably, maybe you masturbate or you have sex and you're upset. And you know you go back to like, Oh, father, and you discover that maybe when you either masturbate or you have that sex, your body calms down. And for a while, you're able to keep going, keep going, keep going until it starts knocking on the door again. Now, if you have an outlet, which is some sort of creativity, maybe you write, you make music, you cook, you know, it's looking for an outlet because it's a creative energy. And once you understand this, people who understand it, there's something called sexual transmutation. You can research that. And essentially, transmutation is just taking one thing from one form and changing it to another form. So most people who you find who are highly productive, they may know, some know about it, some don't know about it, but all they are doing is this same energy. Mm. When you have sex, when you have sex, you can't, there's no way, I mean, if i being honest, when you have sex, there are certain images that are playing in your head, even as you're having sex. Mm-hmm. If there's a way it's playing out in your head. You're using your imagination, essentially. And you, that's why sometimes after maybe you had sex or you've been with somebody else, you probably look back at somebody you slept with and you ask yourself, like, what did I even see in this person? But in that moment, when the action was going on, <laughs> the action was going on, that was like the best, like, there was no other... You know, he was like, okay, uh, uh, for a maybe it was like Idris Elba, like he was just the eat. And you know, then you finish and everything dies out. And the person
0: is looking like
3: Idris, not Elba. I was just like, what is this? How did this look like Idris Elba? Hot Elba. Idris Elba. I you, like, you know what happened? But the thing here is because you can't have, many can't have sex, particularly if they're enjoying it, without your imagination playing a role. And that imagination is a major part in a creative process. It's a creative faculty. And so what people understand is when they are feeling that energy, those who have become masters at it, they move (laughs) their attention to whatever project it is they are working on. And I promise you, it will be hard. You have to discipline your mind. But if you ever try this, maybe try writing or doing something, you will be amazed at how that thing will turn out. The only issue there is that we only understand sex, and, and I think this is where the church needs to step in. We only mm-hmm. understand sex on one level, which is NACS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> NACADEMOS. You know?
3: That's the only level we seem to understand it. But there is more to it than just that, there's really more to it than that. Hmm.
1: I think just to add to what Shubha said, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today and I was telling the person that I think that within the church community or within the Christian community, we really don't speak much about sex, hmm. you know, and that has just left, I mean, the only thing you hear is thou shalt not for the kids, but
3: thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Exactly. Yes.
1: It's like, that's an instruction, but how do we deal with the practicalities of, you know, the sexual energies, hmm. temptation everywhere, the, you know, every other thing that comes with, with it. And for me, I feel that a lot of people are uh, added to what Shuba was saying about the limitations in your creative uh, process. There are other things that come with having sex. For instance, a lot of people have body image issues. these days. People feel like they're not pretty yep. enough. They're not mm-hmm. good enough. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that enough. And that is because we live in a culture that has reduced what you should look like and how you should feel to how sexually attractive you are. Yeah. If, wow. if, if you read, um, like in the book of Genesis, when Adam... It's the fruit, you know, the forbidden fruit. Some people say it was sex. Some people say it wasn't. I'm not ready to go into that, that whole argument. But you see, when you take something, when you eat something that God has forbidden you to, to eat or you partake something that God has forbid, forbidden you to partake in, mm-hmm. that's when you become ex- extremely self-conscious that it, it gets to almost like a destructive point. Because the Bible yeah. says when, when when God came to fellowship with man, God said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, I'm naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? Hmm. Who told you that? Yeah. I never told you you were naked so who has made you so self-conscious now that you can't come before me anymore so who told mm. you you were ugly who told you you had stretch marks who told you you're not as curvy and so you can't get married who told you all these lies about yourself you know mm. that you are starting to believe people usually get into those struggles you know you see these days everybody's you know about doing plastic surgeries and doing this to kind of just look yeah. appealing we're trying to outdo ourselves you know we want to bleach we want to just be as beautiful as we can and When you check it critically, it is because the way we look has been reduced to how sexually attractive we can be to the opposite sex. Bam. And that's part of the craziness we have to deal with. And
3: if I could just chip in there, you know, because you mentioned something about the shame and everything. And I don't know how it is for women, but I want to assume it's the same for everybody. But if you could go back to your earliest memory of when you probably first had sex and everything, you would, depending on how everybody you know depending on how promiscuous you became when you initially when you started having sex immediately after sex you wanted to hide you wanted to cover up yourself but as you began to indulge in it more and more you became <laughs> comfortable like with having sex and you don't necessarily you're not <laughs> getting up to quickly put on your clothes or hide you know your heart or you know and that will show you that, you know, something began to happen. A change began to happen in you mm. over that period. You know, over that, because, because you go back to the very first time, maybe first two or three times you had it there was always that immediate after you're done, you feel guilty, you want to dress up, you don't want to get out of the place. Yeah. But then after a while, after you get comfortable and you begin to wallow in it, you're no longer concerned with you know, putting on your clothes, yeah. you can even walk around naked. You you can, exactly. <laughs>
0: Just walk up, just start up from the bed become and just go, reckless. go, <laughs> you become reckless, exactly, Mary, that's the word, you just stand, stand up.
1: What up now and
0: what, what, what you just start off, <laughs> like when he was talking, and what came to my mind was, you You know the way they do in all those movies, you just start off from the bed naked and go to the fridge and get an apple and it's always apple or something <laughs> they always, uh, <laughs> always or drink or, or drink or, yeah. <laughs> or milk <laughs> just drink yeah. <laughs> Mary, oh yeah. my God, this episode is amazing already, like, oh jeez. Okay, so Mary stated something, and that's where I want to shift the conversation to now, the church, because the topic is sex and Christianity, and of course, as Christians, it comes from, you know, being part of the body of Christ and being the church, and we are the light of the world, we are the salt of the earth. So what do you think is the role of the church when it comes to how well we should know about sex, everything we should know about sex? Do you think they're doing enough? Do you think there are things that they should do? What do you think the church should do to make people more enlightened about sex?
3: I think we need to actually study the subject. In the book of Proverbs, when, I, I can't remember what chapter, but when it was referring to sexual temptation, he said something, can a man take fire in his lap and not be burnt? And so he's likening sex, the whole sexual desire, sexual nature to fire. Now, fire is neither good nor bad. It's just what it is. It's the same thing with sex. But unfortunately, it seems like for those of us, you know, who are Christians and have been Christians for a while. I mean, I've even met people who are married and they still feel uncomfortable with expressing their sexuality because they've come primarily from a background where sex has been drummed and hammered in their head like it's a bad thing, it's the wrong thing, you know. And so, what we as a body need to do is actually understand what is this thing called sex. I mean, for example, like wet dreams, it's a process that everybody goes through. Wet dreams, nobody teaches you how to have a wet dream. When you get to a certain age, it's something that is automatically going to begin to play out because that is how we are wired. It's a natural process. But we need to understand this thing called sex, this raging fire, so to say, and begin to tell people, okay, This, this, this is how you should handle it, I think.
1: I think one of the ways the church can manage sex is to start having a separate session for those people that are moving from high school to university and Mm being practical about the specific challenges they are going to face you know that when you're like 16 17 and you're about to enter into the next phase of your life you're going to college Where right? nobody's going to be monitoring you your pastor is not there your parents are not there your elder ones probably are not with you if they are they're busy with their own stuff we need to begin to have specific sessions to catch people at that yeah. phase because that college phase is really where many people just follow the case they follow fall off man? straight up Uh, yeah because you get into an environment where there's so many influences and you're in this young adult phase you're trying to adult at the same time so you don't know what voices to let sink in and which ones to drain out you get what i mean yeah Yeah, so I, i think churches need to really focus on that particular cliff point in or transition point rather in the lives of young people and just really prepare them for what it is tell them about everything you know homosexuality whatever it is just be explicit this is what to expect when you get there so prepare your your strategy now if you don't prepare your strategy and you get there then you're more prone to making a mistake or just getting carried away with the buzz and not being able to catch yourself you know what i mean
0: yeah that's that's absolutely
1: correct i feel like the church has a lot
0: of work to do like not sugarcoating this whole sex issue because it needs to be heard the children the youth the teenagers they need to hear about it a lot of people as far as secondary school they're already experimenting even what what secondary school primary school they're already experimenting with a lot of this sexual stuff don't just put it on that yeah use scriptures to back up your point but let them let them receive proper sex education because the truth is most of these people are not going to get it from home most parents are still like our parents who just feel like They just give you the basics. They don't, they're even shy. They don't want to have the conversation. Some of them would even rather leave for the teachers in school to have that conversation with their kids and that, you know, the whole, the whole work. So I feel like the church has a lot to do with orientating people when it comes to sex. And like Mary said, homosexuality as well, like just cover all the topics. Don't just deal with one male, the regular sex, Even trans,
1: trans transsexuality. Yeah.
0: Everything. Like
1: That that one is identity issues.
0: Mm-hmm. everything yeah. on the spectrum like let's deal mm-hmm. with it let's don't just cover it up because these people will face it when they get to school so how can they deal with it and just everything not get bullied you know people a lot of people struggle with their sexuality especially as they're growing up so these are just things that the church needs to talk about so Modupe, what about you
2: so <laughs> i think the church should incorporate it into the curriculum for the children starting from um age five I'd say yeah so you know use a simple term and I don't mind church having specially trained teachers Mm -hmm. or individuals who have interests who are bold enough who are not shy who would share their own experiences because one thing I've learned with children is they they find you relatable when you can, you know, share your own experiences with them. You are not like a robot who is just saying, don't do this, don't do that. When you say, oh, when I was this age, I used to do this, I thought like this, they'll be like, oh, okay, so Miss Modupe or Mr. So-and-so used to think like this. Okay, so it's not like I'm a bad person. It's not like, uh, okay, so they can relate with you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be their teacher in class in church who has to take the subject because a lot of people don't even know what it is themselves so train people train or get trained people from outside to come and share it's easier to train those inside and you know have them teach have it maybe one sunday in the month graduate to two sundays have a special hangout my own is that it start from the basic age, let's say five, because children of nowadays, they are experimenting. You don't know who your child is going to meet. You don't know who your child has met already, who is influencing them, who is saying this and all. So that's my take with the church. Okay.
0: Okay. Are there any things you've heard about sex? Is there anything at all that hmm, you used to believe before? Maybe now you've seen the light, you don't believe it anymore or yeah.
1: That sex makes your relationship better or brings you closer when you're in a romantic relationship. Lies oh, that men so cool. tell. <laughs> you
3: after this way, like you oh. <laughs>
1: men,
2: men, and lies that oh. you have to test before you get married. Ah, <laughs> test run. Ah. That's the
0: car. The engine is the engine working. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Wow. It's funny that Modupe said that. So we'll get to that in a bit. What about you, Shobo?
3: The only thing, okay, for me, it was okay. The, the, the whole if you touch that girl, she'll get pregnant, and blah, blah blah. And then you go beyond. You kiss, you did, and she didn't get pregnant. Suddenly, you probably think everything else you heard is a life, you know. And, <laughs> and you guys said when I touched that, ah, don't go near that girl. You go near her, she'll get pregnant. Blah 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 blah. And you go near her, she didn't get pregnant. You touched that, pregnant. You have sex with her, you are pregnant. okay? Then what else are you people lying about? So for me, that exactly. you know, that that's one. Now
0: you have to find out everything by yourself. So back to what Mo said. You know. That's <laughs> to what Modipa said. Mary, what, what what do you think about that? That particular line. When people say that before you get married, you have to test the engine. You have to be sure that it's working. Do you think it is proper? Or do you think you should just marry by faith? Even if you marry the person and the engine is not voom, voom, boom? you just stay in the marriage by faith. I don't know. <laughs> supposed to be a serious question, but I'm sorry.
1: I had to take that route. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so I was actually in a, a singles... Session in some church in, in Lagos when this com- this question came up, and I'm going to say what the pastor said. Right, sex before marriage is wrong. Quite all right. Yep. However, a lot of people have gotten married and gotten very disappointed at you know what they experienced after the marriage. I'm trying not to be too graphic, but you know what I mean. Of course. If, of for course. instance, you know, a person is not able to perform their sexual duties or you know to you as a partner and then you don't find out until you get married and then you have to deal with that frustration especially if you are a man and the the truth of the matter is that as much as you are not going to get into sex or you know physical intimacy or the other when you see a person that is burning with passion and under control especially as a woman you will know you will know even from the way the guy is looking at you you will know that ah if <laughs> if this uncle catches me one day, it's going good. to be not going <laughs> to be easy. So you just say, Oh, that please just stand where you're standing. I can see where you're looking at me. Don't come close to me in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Before I'm going to so come and go to the hospital.
1: Exactly. So you can see when that passion is there. The way you look at yourself, you know that, ah, hey, today we just catch ourselves. Well, to God be the glory. To God God. Be the, so, to God be the glory. So, so based on that, you don't need to taste before you get married. You can, you can decide decipher when a person has is, is, has burning desire for you and they are under control because obviously they're trying to do the right thing. So based on that, you don't need to, you don't have to test or say, oh, let's go all the way to know if this thing is going to work. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. That's that's just an excuse to sin. Yeah, you can tell that a person wants you by the way they look at you, or the you know the body language they even when, if they just want to hug you goodnight, you're just like guy hey, this, uh, this hmm. is a guy, he's like please hug from a I I know what you are up to. GK. So you can tell that oh, there's passion, but he's been under control. So with that, why do you need to go all the way into sin before you you know this is going to be nice or not, or whatever? Do you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, you don't have to you know some people were okay i think this one is just in my head yeah, but i'm just going to say you know some people they believe that okay what if i just feel it just to be sure that what is there is is heavy you know some people are really worried like what
1: about no, but if you hug if you hug a guy sometimes you can feel when, when maybe you guys have gone for dinner together you guys have had so much and you can't tell, when you hug him you just know that ah this one <laughs> you're yeah, at the bench just be going home be going home, be going home. good night <laughs> goodbye see <laughs> you okay. so,
3: so what else i think mean, what else do you want to see that's my point okay 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 it's Mary.
1: Interesting.
3: <laughs> it, interestingly from observation like question you know just in friends both male and female i have found out that people who usually have that problem are people who have actually had sex before hmm. because they are they have like a benchmark <gasps> Like, okay, and we'll be like that guy. You know, people have had sex, don't really know what you'll text. be acrobatic, but you
0: know, who <laughs> you turn your leg on the roof and put your head under the bed. <laughs> but I said this thing that you guys are being modest in the beginning, that towards the end, we're going to see people's real colors. And I'm glad that my prophecy is coming to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true what you said, being the fact that if you've not tasted something before, you don't know what it tastes like. So you really don't know what you're missing out on. And I think that's why God, you know, keeps instructing us that wait till marriage, wait till marriage, because then you don't have Ojukokoro and start comparing. Ah, he's not like Harry Singh. When Harry Singh carried my leg and put it on top of the top of Third milan Bridge, I was super <coughs> <class>, But now, <laughs> Mister Akoni cannot even carry my leg. I can't, I can't even see the sun outside. You know, so. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need give me something here. Give me something. Give me something or what? <laughs> uh-uh. uh-uh. Why is being like this?
2: There's, there's there's something to to add to what they said already again. I agree and with I Mary agree has with given what, all the instances. I agree with what Mary said. That, was, <laughs> that is what I would do too. Well, if, okay, you will
0: go for dinner and hug the guy, no problem.
2: I, I, you will know now. You will know we may have that. Eye? We, we, that, you that you have to, tell to me check more. and measure. <laughs> you know that measurement. Well, you have to tell us to, to measure, measure. tomorrow. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: all i'm going to say okay 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 this has been so amazing so my last question is what advice would you have for anyone that is struggling as a christian that is struggling with sexual urges masturbation anything at all what what advice would you give to such a person
3: for me in a nutshell first thing i want them to know is that one sex was not your idea sex was god's idea so it can't be a bad it is a good thing and so what you need to do is find out, okay, this gift, this, and it is a gift, this gift called sex. God, how am I supposed to use it? What is its purpose? And, you know, take it from there.
2: Okay.
0: okay.
3: Because okay. to start, it, it's very easy to say, do this, don't do this, do that, don't do this. But I've rea- really, realized, it even comes down to us, until you know a thing and you know its purpose, you are always going to make those mistakes. But the moment you learn and understand this, like you, you give someone a phone and they don't understand what the phone is and it, it looks like something heavy they can use to hit a nail. Would you blame them to, if, they start to, if they start using it to hit something? But the moment the person understands what a phone is and how it can be better utilized, they will naturally start using it the way.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Mary, may we? <laughs>
1: First of all, I just, I mean, they should definitely know that they are not alone in the struggle. I know that a lot of spiritual leaders, especially, are not open about their sexual struggles. I mean, I hate to add this, but <laughs> even when people have come out and accused certain people of things, they'll be saying that God say they should be silent I don't understand. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a robust, a robust talk, <laughs> a robust, like you know. <laughs> but you are not alone in this struggle. Look at recently. Um, I don't know if you know the pastor Ravi Zacharias. The one who died last year, I mean, just last week or, or yeah, a few weeks ago.
3: Apologetics, yeah.
1: Yeah, they hired private investigators to, to look into a lot of sexual allegations you know, regarding him and the whole church is having to apologize to the rest of the world. But the man has died now and he denied it and denied it till he died. But now, post-mortem, we are finding out everything he did while he was alive. So you're not alone if you're dealing with sexual urges, you know, sexual temptation, masturbation you are not alone trust me so don't feel like oh this thing is so it defiles you to a point that you can't even speak about it to anybody you need to find yourself or place yourself in a community where you can openly talk about these things and get the support you need get use that can keep you accountable And you can say, this is how I feel today. Just like Modupe said, Mm -hmm. what do I do? And the person will say, no, no, run, abort mission. And you start running. (laughs) Do you get what I mean? But most people don't have that openness in the Christian community to speak. And that's why they die in silence and they take decisions on their own. Nobody keeps them accountable and the cycle goes on. So just know that you are not alone and you deserve a community where you can speak openly about this thing and get the support you need to pull. Amazing, amazing stuff. Mary, I want you to give an advice on
0: the place of social media. And how prevalent it is when it comes to you know, pushing sexual um, content in faces of people. Can you give a brief advice Oof. on that?
1: Listen, with that still head challenge, I did not has, I did not look for the hashtag. In fact, once I just sit like this on social media, I just scroll through. Now temptation is just at your doors, it's at your fingertips. You, you know, and I feel like this is, I mean, for guys like Shogo who are married, sometimes I feel like a lot of married guys are. More promiscuous than some of our fathers were because they have access to too many women on social media showing bots, showing this, showing mm, that. online
0: delivery. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you get what I'm saying? And it's, I feel bad for them. I don't know how they cope, but well, the Lord is there, is their muscle. Their muscle. But well. you see, <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn oh. to control, like, if you have to delete the social media app from your phone, just delete it for some time and get your sanity back. Don't follow some pages, for instance, your discovery page especially on Instagram, will show majority of the things you've been looking at. So if you look at what Challenge, when, when next you get mm. to your discovery page, everything mm. you see will be silver Challenge, and you have just put yourself in soup. So filter the content you feast on on social media. It's very, very important for your own good and your own sanity. If you go and dance with the devil, he will beat his drum. That's it. Mm. So you need to just be conscious of what you're consuming if you follow anybody that posts anything of erotic sometimes i see people on my social media they post something erotic this and that i just delete it i just i just unfollow them block them and i delete it i'm not going to indulge in that online you know because i need to keep my mind pure and safe so yeah know what you're following on social media know who you're following on social media if you follow anybody that does any of those challenges that or you know things that they do to that that trigger your sexual or decide how you want to handle them going forward you can block them you can mute them you can unfollow them depending on, on what works for you amazing stuff Modupe.
2: so for those struggling with um sexual urges i say be open and those who you're talking to Make sure you are talking to people who can relate with you, who you can be honest with. For someone like me, I'm open to being able to converse with anybody because I know that nobody gave me that opportunity when I was much younger. So I don't want anyone to go through what I've gone through. So I'd rather be open to listening to young ones talk to me. So have accountability partners as much as you can to report yourself to those that you know will not judge you rather they will encourage you they will correct you in love encourage you have tough love for you when the need arises and most importantly pray for you thank you
0: thank you thank you guys so much this well, conversation so. i feel like we need to have another episode where we'll just come and talk about i don't know but just to have you guys again <laughs> i had so much fun with you guys i feel like this is like one of <laughs> the most interesting interviews that i've done and uh, i just want to appreciate you guys for joining me today mary where can we find you quickly where can we find you on social media i know you have a vlog
1: you can find me on youtube Mary's thoughts on YouTube, um, and on Facebook and Instagram, I am my regular self, Mary uh, Tackle.
0: All right, <laughs> of course, people are definitely going to look for you, Mary. They will look for you. I know that. Amen.
1: Will. <laughs> and know, of course. for you guys. Subscribe to my channel, please. <laughs> subscribe to our
0: channel if you love Christian content <laughs> and if you want to see a beautiful girl. Yes. Subscribe to her channel. <laughs> uh, Modupe, what about you? Where can we find you on social media? On Instagram as Modupe Alobe makes really good food. <laughs> Well, you guys should reach out to her thank you very interesting food mr <laughs> showboard do you want to give us your instagram or do you want to be private do you just want to say oh i'm sure Hughes." use
3: <laughs> okay um <laughs> if I'm being honest, I've been off social media for a while so my Instagram I think is at so clever yeah so clever Hughes s-o-k-l-e-v-a-h-u-g-h-e-s yeah the funny so, thing
0: is why I wasn't even that, calling you your son name was because I didn't know how to pronounce it I'm just putting this out there uh, Hughes,
3: <laughs> Hughes Hughes <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how that was like <laughs> show showbo. I didn't want to go <laughs> thank you guys so much I look forward to having you guys again on another episode I really appreciate you guys thank you very
3: much thank you thank you bye bye,
0: thank you. Okay, bye. 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 you too bye. bye i'm sure you guys had an amazing time listening to that episode because trust me that episode was was lit right <laughs> if you have anything you want to say come join me on the pod podcast app and let's have a conversation about what you think about the episode and do not forget that you guys are awesome. And I just want to say a big shout out to my three amazing guests. So clever. Thank you so much. Mary Roland. Thank you. Modupe Arokoyo. I hope I pronounced that properly. Thank you so much for doing this episode with me. You guys are amazing, amazing, amazing. And I love you guys so much. Thank you. Anyways, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of the week. Yes, I hope you guys make better life choices. Please spread love and not hate. Enjoy life. Coronavirus is still out there. Yes, I've been saying this thing for like the longest time. Please, even if you're vaccinated, still have sense and let's do the right thing, okay? Spend time with your loved ones over the weekend. Just have fun and create beautiful, beautiful memories, okay? I am still your host with the most, Jay. Jay. And I wish you guys this love and life. Jay, energy queen, signing out. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>